Good morning, everybody. Today's daf is Babakama daf tzadi. Hey, we left off on daf tzadi. Dalid Amid Beis. We are at Tashima, six lines from the bottom of the page on daf tzadi. Dalid Amid Beis. Today's year is sponsored by Dr. David Landerer in honor of his wife and children, and Lili Nishmas's mother, Goldva Simcha Shalom. Also by Daniel Sadian for the success of Klal Yisrael in these times and Atzlacha for our soldiers and for our captives. They should all return home safely. Also by Rachel and Jeff Rottenberg and family in commemoration of the third yard site of Joe Rottenberg, Yosef Yitzchak, Ben Moshe HaKohen, and Hashem Hashem Naliyah. We thank all of the sponsors very, very much for these sponsorships. So what we're going to talk about today is first we're going to uh, discuss the, uh, the, the parameters of the Takana not to accept returns from Gazlanim and Malvei Baribis. We already mentioned yesterday that there is such a Takana that if a Gazlan or a Malvei Baribis tries to return that which he took wrongfully, that there is some sort of Takana not to take it from him. So when exactly does that Takana apply? We're going to have a stira that we're going to try to resolve and through the resolution of that stira, try to figure out what exactly the parameters of that takana are. Then the majority of the daf is dedicated to a three-way machlokas tanayim, about what to return when you steal a sheep and then you shear it, or you steal a cow and then it gives birth. So there's something that the cow or the sheep, the animal, provided after being stolen while it was in the rishos of the person who stole it. So there are going to be three shitos in Tanoim that are mentioned in the Brisa. We're going to pay a lot of attention to the first shita. Um, the, there's going to be two versions of a suffix in understanding what Rabbi Meir's shita is, because Rabbi Meir says you return everything. So the Gemara is going to be unsure about what Rabbi Meir means by that, but two versions of what we are exactly unsure about within shitas Rabbi Meir. And then the Gemara is going to move on to the other two shitos. And we're going to have two opinions in Amorayim, about how to understand the machlokas between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon about returning the shearings and the offspring of, uh, of stolen animals. Then, on, uh, toward the bottom of Ambez, the Gemara is going to discuss how exactly do we distribute the Shavach when you have something where the Guf Hadavar belongs to one person and the Shavach belongs to someone else, but it's all bound up together, meaning the, uh, the animal's pregnant, so the Shavach is in the animal, or the, uh, the field has stuff growing in it, so the Shavach is in the field. So do you just give partial ownership of the field to the person who owns the Shavach, or do you pay him off? Do you do an assessment and pay him with money? So we're going to discuss how exactly we do that split when the Shavach belongs to one person and the Guf HaDavar belongs to, uh, to somebody else. So let's begin. Tzadi Daladam Beis, six lines from the end of the page. Tashema. So says the Gemara, Tashema. Haroim v'gabayin, both uh, shepherds and uh, gabayin, the, the, the people who collect uh, certain taxes for the melech, and people collect other types of uh, taxes, those are all people that are considered to be becheskas gazlanim. Why are they becheskas gazlanim? So Rashi writes, when it comes to roim, shepherds, we assume that they allow their animals to, uh, to, to, uh, to graze in other people's fields, and therefore they're assumed to be gazlanim. Tosus and Sadiheyo Meralv and Dibra Maskel Khan says, no, roim are gozlim mi behemos. The roim, it's not their own animals that they're shepherding. They're shepherding other people's animals. So we assume that they steal from the balea behemos, the gizos and the, the chalav, but they're not chashu to be, uh, to, 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 uh, to, to take other people's animals and go into other people's fields because we have a chazaka, that a person would not sin with something that doesn't belong to him anyway, if he's not going to be the one that directly benefits anyway. So it's, uh, it's simply that, uh, that he, he, takes, he takes extra off the top of what he's entitled to from the animals themselves. 
themselves. That's how Tosus understands. The Rashba explains that the Bryce is talking about a roa who's roa behemos atzmo. So he says, like Rashi, that he goes into other people's fields. I what about an lo? It is low. It is his. So that so that's why he's uh, he's willing to do that. But be, be that as it may, for whatever reason, roim are considered to be gazlanim and gabayim and moksim are also considered to be gazlanim because we assume that they take they collect more than they're actually entitled to. So now if they want to do tshuva, tshuvas and kasha. It's very difficult for them to do tshuva because they've been stealing from so many people. It's very difficult to track who they owe money to. But they return the gzela to the people at least that they know for sure that they've stolen from. And, and that's the b'risa. So that's a kasha on that which we learned in yesterday's b'risa, that we're not makabel from Gazlanim that want to do tshuva. Now, what do you mean we're not makabel from Gazlanim that want to do tshuva? We just said that it's tshuva and kasha, but at least the people that they know, they, they, they return the money to. No, they're supposed to return it, and we're not supposed to accept it from them. So why are they in order to be to make sure that they're fulfilling their responsibility. Well, but if we're not going to take it, if anyway we're not going to be makabalit from them, so then why is it so hard for them to do tshuva? It seems pretty easy to do tshuva because uh, they're going to make the offer and we're going to uh, turn the offer down. The Achorim are bothered by the Gemara's Kasha, meaning we're talking about Gozle Harabim that want to be Yotzei De Shemayim. For them, it's Taka Kasha to do Tshuva because they're not going to be able to find all the Rabim that they uh, that they stole from. So even if you have to go through the process of offering it and then being rejected, but at least you have to find who to offer it to. So the Klechemda uh, writes that, uh, that, that that really, even if you don't know who the Gozlem are, you could, you, who the Nigzalem who the are, rather, you could return it to them just by making an announcement that anyone who I stole from should come and collect uh, their gazela. I'm happy to pay it back. The only thing is, you would end up losing a lot of money that way because all the Ramayim would come and say, oh, you stole from me, even if you didn't actually uh, steal from them. But if Kach, that, there's a Takana that they're not allowed to be Makabel, so then you're just saying if, uh, if, if, if I stole from you, come and let's have a conversation. And they're not going to, the Ramayim have nothing to gain because they're not allowed to be Makabel uh, anyway. Okay, but anyway, the Gemara asks, Iachi, am I true and kasha. If the guy's not going to be makabalit anyway, so why is it chuvas uh, and kasha? The ode, and furthermore, ema seifa. The seifa goes on to say v'shein makirin that the people that you stole from, that you don't know who they are, yaseben tsarchitzibur. So all that stolen money you should put into tsarchitzibur, and hopefully the people you stole from will benefit from that tsarchitzibur, and that will be at least a partial payment of what you owe them. V'yomar avchista boros shich numaros. What are tsarchitzibur? You uh, you. Uh, you, you, you develop uh, uh, public water uh, systems where people are able to benefit from the water. So the Nixalim themselves will also get enough from that, and therefore it's considered at least partially like you return that which you have uh, stolen. But bottom line is, you see that you actually have to return in a way that it remains biyara Nixal, not just Lotzei Sidei Shemayim, that they actually have to, have to end up with it. So it says El Kasha. No, it's not a stira. Kan Kodem Takana, Kan Takana. The Brysa about the Roim and the Gabayim and the Molchsim, that's before the, they made a Takana in the days of Rebbe, not to be Makabal Mehem. Oh, so that's why it's so difficult for them to do Tshuva, because they're actually going to have to return it. That's why you're also Tzarchei Rabbim, because they actually have to return something. Whereas the Brysa talks about Ein Makabal Mehem is Liachar Takana, it's after Rebbe made a Takana, not to be Makabal Mehem. And Ein Achinami, it wouldn't be so hard to do Tshuva once Rebbe made that Takana. 
Tana. So it says Gemara, or another possible Teretz. Now that Rav Nachman had said, that no, when we say that there's a Takana not to be a Makabal Nehem, it's not in all cases. It's only when the Gzela is not still around, that even though Minhadin, you have to pay the value of the Gzela, so they made a Takana not to be Makabal money in lieu of the Gzela itself. But if you have the Gzela itself, then yes, you must return that. Then Then it could be both prices we're talking about. The price about the Roim and the Gaboyim and the Mokhsim and how it's so difficult for them to do tshuva is because we're talking about where it's Gzela Kayamis, where they actually have to give it back. And Khan, the shame Gzela Kayamis, and the price that says that we're not Makabal Mehem is talking about when it's Ain Gzela Kayamis. Says Gemara, is that a reasonable thing that we're talking about when it's Ain Gzela Kayamis? How can you possibly say that it's Ain Gzela Kayamis? The whole reason for the Takana was because of that story with that Goslin who had a conversation with his wife where he said, you know what, I think it's time for me to retire as a Goslin and I want to do tshuva. And his wife said, you fool, if you do tshuva, even your avnate doesn't belong to you. Even your avnate doesn't belong to you. His avnate is gzela kayemes. That's something that actually exists. But if you're going to tell me when it's gzela kayemes, uh, the, it's not included in the takana anyway, so they didn't address the, the takana, doesn't address the problem. So vahavnate is gzela kayemesi. And nevertheless, apparently, that's included in the Takana Sashavim that we don't accept from them. So it says, no, 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 my Avnate, Demei Avnate. His wife was telling him, not that your Avnate is stolen, but that everything you have was purchased with stolen money. So you would therefore, it's the value of your Avnate doesn't belong, doesn't belong to you. You'd have to pay your Demei Avnate. And that was the Takana that, no, you don't. The Takana is that no one's allowed to accept that from you because it's Ein Gzela Kayemes. So I have a Gzela Kayemes, Lo Avud Rabbanan Takata. Wait, you mean to tell me that whenever the Zayla is still around. The Rabbanan do not make a takana not to take it back from the Gazlan, and that indeed the uh, Nigzal can take it back from the Gazlan. The classic case of Takanas Hashavim is called Takanas Marish. We refer to it as Takanas Marish. What's Takanas Marish? That you steal a beam, you start a whole construction project, you build the beam into your house, so Takana Midrabanan, that you don't have to pull apart your whole house in order to return the beam. But you see the beam, you know where it is. It's there. It's Gazela Kayamis. It's very clear. Clearly a case of Gzela Kayamis, and still we have a Takana Sashavim on the case of Gzela Kayamis. So call Echad Gzela Kayamis, Lover Rabban Takanta, Vare Marish to Gzela Kayamis. Marish is a case of Gzela Kayamis, Utnan, and we have a Mishnah that says, Allah Marish Hagazel Shabna Obabira, that if you have a stolen beam that you built into a large building, that the Chamra Misakin, that you do not need to return that beam, Sheyitol Dama, but instead you pay its value, Mipre Takana Sashavim, because of Takana Sashavim, because if you were to have to take apart the whole building in order to uh, to return the beam, no one's going to want to do tshuva. But you see that Takanas HaShavim applies even when it's Gzela Kayemes. So answer no shiny hasam, the kaven, the ikap, say the debira, shavira ban kidalasa. No, that's different by the beam, because since by returning the beam itself, there's a, you would destroy your entire building, the Rabbanan view that as ein Gzela Kayemes, meaning even though you can physically identify where in the building the beam is, that's not really called Gzela because uh, it would require too much uh, of, of a sacrifice. Nevertheless, even though they made a Takanas HaShavim, the Takanas HaShavim was not, uh, Rashi points out, the Takanas HaShavim was not, that, and, and therefore you don't have to return anything. Takanas HaShavim was that you pay the value of the beam. You just don't have to rip apart your whole house <coughs> to, give the beam, to give the beam itself. 
but you do have to pay the value of the beam. In Taurus Chaim, he writes that, that there's no hechrich to say like that. It could be that uh, the marish is considered ein gzele keyames, lechal davar, and therefore, after Takanas Rebbe, uh, you're putter even from paying back the value of the beam. The Mishnah that says that you pay back the Demei marish was before Takanas Rebbe. But Pashtus is, we assume like Rashi, that even after Takanas Rebbe, that we made this uh, Takanas Marish, that the, 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 the Takana was limited. The Takana it was not that people are not allowed to get reimbursed for the stolen beam. The takana was they are allowed to get reimbursed, but not with the beam itself, only with the uh, with the money. That we have no expectation that the person is going to pull apart his entire building. Just even in being magdir, what's called gzela kayemes and what's not called gzela kayemes is a discussion in the uh, in the in the rishonim and achronim. The shittim says quotes from the rama that even after the gazlan is kona the gzela with shinoi, it's still considered gzela kayemes because so. Sof, he has what to pay from, and therefore it's not going to be so challenging because he still has the item, even though it's gone through a change, and he was kona with that shinoi. It's only if it's legamri, not ba'olam, and he's going to have to pay out of pocket, he's going to have to pay cash, that's when we say that they made a takana not to be makabal from him, because that's where it's going to be particularly challenging for him. However, the Mishnah Melech in Hilchus Malva Velova says not that way. He says, no, if the gazlan was kona with kinyane gzela, that's called in Gzela Kayemes, because the Gzela, as it was, no longer exists. The Gazlan now owns it because it went through a Shinoi, and therefore you're not, you're not able to be Makabel from the Gazlan. So it would turn out that by Ribis, we're never able to be Makabel, because someone who's Malva, the, the Malva is Kona, the Ribis, it's just that he has to pay back Dumim, um, you know, from, from his pocket. And that's what the Shach writes in the Kudusakesa, but then Shita Sarambam and the Shita Samachaber, that whenever, if you're going to say whenever this Kinyanic Gzela, the Takana kicks in, and uh, therefore you don't have to pay it back because it's in Gzela Kayemes, well by Ribis the Takana should always kick in because there is, uh, there is a Kenyan uh, that, that, the, uh, that the, the lender has even when he, uh, when he charges Ribis. Now this broader topic of Takana Sashavna, we try to make it easy for people to do tshuva, comes up in a number of different contexts in, uh, in Poskim. One uh, interesting uh, contemporary one, there's a tshuva in Rav Shturmach and Tshuva Svan Hagos now, Rav Sturmach writes in his Akdama to Tshuvah Svan Hagos that you'll notice a lot of unusual psakim. He writes uh, right on the Akdama to Chelek Aleph that unusual psakim for people who are Haredi people, you'll see some unusual psakim in Tshuvah Svan Hagos. He says, because you have to understand, I was a rabbi in South Africa, and everyone in South Africa is, anyone who's from in South Africa, at least in, the, in that generation, is a Bal Tshuva. So I was dealing constantly with Bal Tshuva, and you have to always deal a little bit differently with Bal Tshuva than uh, than with uh, people who are uh, from from birth and who have been Haredim their entire lives. So uh, one of the things, uh, one of the interesting tshuvas, yeah, so there are a lot of tshuvas about Bali Tshuva in, uh, in, in the, certainly in the earlier volumes of Tshuvas Van Hagos. So one of the, uh, one, one of the shilas that he has is that a uh, very sincere Bal Tshuva came to him. He's about 70 years old and he realized he was doing cheshman of all the years that he didn't do Maeser Ksafim and how much he probably owes in Maeser Ksafim. And it came out that he owes about $200,000 in Maeser Ksafim that he, that he never gave from all the years because he wasn't from. So he wasn't giving Maeser. He, but he has in his bank, he has $30,000 to his name. So he said, I'm willing to empty out my entire bank account, but Afal Pikain, it's not going to be enough. It's still not going to cover what I owe for my Suksafim. So what do I do? How do I do? What's the proper uh, tshuva? So uh, Rav Shurmbach writes, well, first of all, my Suksafim is, uh, we pass, it's a three-way machlugs we shown him, whether it's a dindar raisa, dindar abanan, or a minhag. We pass in the Shulchan Aruch that it's a minhag. Um, 
and uh, and and all the poskim seem to assume that way, and and therefore uh, the minog never included to go back and to be motzi everything that you own in order to pay back uh, my suksafim, and even according to those shitos that it's midaraisa or midarabanan, they. <laughs> they were masaking it to be similar to Meiser Dagan. So w- once you eat, you know, all the all the wheat from that year's harvest, you don't say, "Oh, now I owe the Meiser Dagan." No, now it's gone, and uh, you know, it's, uh, there's nothing you can do about it. So it's over. So there's no chiv Meiser. Furthermore, he says, Why? Because of Takanas Hashavim. So we always do things with Takanas Hashavim. We wouldn't do something that's so difficult and so overwhelmingly challenging for a Balchuva to be able. Do tshuva, so mistama. This would be included in some sort of takanas hashavim that you don't have to think about the ma'isuk safim from uh, from past years. So there are many there are many other examples in contemporary poskim about uh, takanas hashavim, and when we apply uh, the principle of takanas hashavim, that we always want to grease the wheels, make it easier for people to do tshuva. Okay, now we're going to have a mach- three-way machlokas tanaim. The Mishnah had said, that if a person steals a pregnant para and then it gives birth, or he steals a uh, sheep that's laden with wool, and then he shears it, so he pays the, a, the, the value of a, of a pregnant para that's about to give birth, the value of a laden sheep that has not yet been shorn, that's what he pays back, as it was kishas agzela. So Tanur Rabbanon, we have a bright that tells us a three-way machlokas. Hagozel Rachel Ugzaza para v'yolda. You steal a sheep and you shear it. You steal a cow and you, and it gives birth. Mishalim osa ve'eskiz osa ve'esplod osa. Rameir says you give it all back. Not that you assess what it was worth at the time that you stole it. You give back the cow with the baby, the sheep with the wool. You give it all back. Rabbi Yehuda Omer Rabbi Yehuda disagrees. He says Gzela Chazeres be'ineha. That is, <coughs> you return it. As as is, and if right now there's no baby in its uh, womb, so you just give it back without the baby. And the gizos and the vlados belong to the gazlan. That the gazlan gets to keep. And then the third shita, somewhat cryptic, the Gemara is going to have to explain in what way this shita differs from the middle shita. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Rono Sakilu Shuma Etzlobekasef. You're going to have to do some sort of monetary assessment when you return it. So what exactly does that mean? We're going to have to see. But bottom line is three shitos in Tanaim. Shitas Rameir is is that uh, you return everything, the gizos, the vlados, everything. Shittas Rabbi Yehuda is that, no, you return what the animal is right now, and that's all you return. And Shittas Rabbi Meir is that we make some sort of assessment. So most of our attention is going to be on Shittas Rabbi Meir, on the first Shittah. So Yibayilu, my time is Rabbi Meir. Why does Rabbi Meir say that you have to return everything, the gizos, the vlados, everything? Is it because that you're not kona the gzela and it's still considered to belong to the nigzal the entire time, so therefore you have to return everything. Or maybe really, uh, Rameir generally holds in principle that the gazlan is kona with shinoi. But over here, it's a special knas that Rameir made on the gazlan that he's not going to be kona the shavach in order that it shouldn't be chote niskar. That here a guy stole and he's going to end up with the uh, with the baby. He's going to end up with the shearings. That would be terrible. The guy that's going to be rewarding bad behavior. So that was a special knas, not to reward bad behavior. So which is it? Is it me'ikra din, that, uh, that there's uh, kinyane gzela? 
that there's no kinyani gzela rather, um, or is it that uh, that it's a special kenas? So the mind nafkamina lech dechachsha machshish machshish. He said nafkamina would be if it goes in the other direction that the that, that you stole something and then the that uh, the item that you stole weakened and became worth less than if meikar adin shinois enokona. So even such a shinoi in the wrong direction, in the reverse direction, is also enokona, and therefore you should be able to say to the nigzal harisha lechalafanecha. Here, take back your animal, even though. It's Worth a lot less than it was at the time that I stole it, and therefore you're pot to yourself with the, and you have fulfilled the mitzvah of Hashavas Hagzeli. You don't have to reimburse him for any difference in value. But if Meikra didn't really shinu his enokona, and it's only when it went up in value, there's a new baby to show for it, there are new shearings to show for it, the chameda knas that you're going to have to pay that back because why should it be chote niskar? So yeah, but when it goes in the other direction, so then uh, then the, you're kona the gzela and you should have to pay kishas hagzela because the shinu was kona the gzela, so you should have to pay what it was worth at the time of the gzela. So that would be the nafkamina. So says Mar, let's try to bring rayas as to which way Rebbe Meir holds. Now that we have a chakira and we have a nafkamina, so the next step is to bring rayas. So again, the chakira is does Rebbe Meir hold shino bimkomo made and you're not kona the shinoi, or does the old shinoi is kona but it's a kanas? Nafkamina is if it, if it decreases in value. So raya number one toshema gazel behem of iskina avadim iskinu you steal an animal and it gets old. You steal avadim and they get old. So you corner them with a shinoi, mishalim kishas akzela. And therefore, you pay what they were worth at the time that you stole them. Dafka by avadim, you could say, here, take back the avadim as they are. Why dafka by avadim? Because the halach is that avadim has a din like karka. And just like karka is ain and exalus, avadim are also ain and exalim. So mela, there's no shinoi kona when it comes to avadim. But when it comes to other things, then we do say Shinoi Kona. So the Gemara makes this deal that where does Rameir disagree? Dafka by Avadim, he disagrees with the Chamim. Vilu Behema, whereas when it comes to an animal that, get, that, that, that got older, he's Moda that it's Nikna Bishinoi. So then therefore, Kshasakzela, you pay back Kshasakzela. But But if you can say that Rameir holds Shinobim Kama Omeid, then Afil Behema Nami, then you shouldn't even be Kona the Behema with the Shinoi, uh, especially the Shinoi. Of, uh, of, of it getting older, where it's a shina the griusa, where it goes down in value. Uh, that was exactly the case of our nafkamina. It must be that a mayor holds in principle, shino is really kona. It's just that if it goes up in value, we make a special kanas that you don't pay kshasak zela, you have to pay the extra that it went up in value. But it goes down in value, then you pay kshasak zela. And that's why by the behema, you're going to pay kshasak zela. So that's a raya that Rameir's whole thing was all about. So says no, Amri Maybe Rameir was talking to the Rabbanon Lishitasam when he said meaning maybe what he was saying was According to me, Shino is Kona anyway. and even by you can say because the Gazan is never Kona, so you just give it back as is. But even according to your Shita, where you say that Shino can be Kona, Odulumias Pa'avda at least admit to me when it comes to an Eved 
Kayak gets older to Kumakarkoidami that he hasn't done like Karka and therefore Karka ain't an exelus, and therefore you're not gonna have a Shinu Kona because Karka's ain't an exelus. Family the Rabbanan, the Rabbanan respond, Lo, Avdan Kumatli Tami, we disagree with your premise. We think that Avadim have a din of Metaltal and that they do not have a din of Karka. So now says Gemara, okay, let's try to be poshate this suffix with uh, of what Rabbi Meir really holds from a different source. Tashima Raya number two. So again, basic Chakiru within Shitas Rameir, does Rameir hold that Shinoi ain't no kona? Does Rameir really hold Shinoi is yes kona, but it's a kanas? Nafkamina, if it goes down in value, we tried one Raya, now we move on to Raya number two. So someone gives wool to a uh, person who dyes wool you say please dye the wool red for me and he, uh, he messes up and he dyes it black for you uh, or or the other way around Rameir says the dyer is considered like a gazlon of the tzemer and therefore he's kona it with a, with a shinu maisa even though he didn't intend to steal it but according to Rameir anyone who's mavir midas balabayis is nikra gazlon that's what Gemara Masech Babas says whenever you do different than the Balabais had instructed you to do, you automatically become a Gazlan, and therefore, no sinlo demet samro. Yeah, give the Bailim the value of what the wool was worth prior to dyeing it, even though right now it may be worth more because now it's dyed wool, um, uh, and for someone who wants it in the, in the color that it's in right now, they'll pay, they'll pay a little more for that than they will for the raw wool. So the Gemara is Medayik, demet samro in, but you only have to pay the value of the wool itself. Demet samro v'shif chalo, you don't have to pay back the Shevach as well. So the Isal Shinoi Ain Kona, but if Rameir holds that Shinoi is Ain no Kona, to make Samra you should have to give back even the value of the wool with the dye, with the Shevach, because the Gazlan was never Kona. It. So whatever changes it went through since the Gazlan got it, it that was all Bereshos, the original Balabayas, that was all the improvement of his own stuff, and therefore you should have, yeah, you have to give it back entirely. Ooh, Shinoi Kona. It must be that Rameir really holds. Shinoi is kona, vachaknasu the kakanis. And over here, when you st- the, when you steal the uh, sheep and you uh, shear it or the cow when it gives birth, it must be that it's a special kanas that uh, you're not kona the, the the shearings and the uh, and the and the baby. So shmamina. So therefore, we have resolved that issue, meaning the issue of how do we understand shitas rameir? Does rameir hold that shinoi ain't uh, kona, or does rameir hold shinoi is really kona and therefore the gazan should be allowed to keep it? But it's a special kanas that we make him pay it back? The answer is the second one, that Shinoi is really Kona, the Gazan should be allowed to keep it, but a special class that when it goes up in value, we don't want it to be Chote Niskar, so he's going to have to pay it back. Had it gone down in value, then uh, then then uh, then uh, he would be able, then he would have to say Harechel, uh, then he would uh, he would have to uh, pay for what it was worth, Kishas HaGzela. He would not be able to say Harechel Chalafanecha. That's one version of what we were unsure about Within Shitas Rabbi Meir, Amri. But then there's another version about what we're unsure about within Shitas Rabbi Meir. That Haloi Bayulan. That we never had a suffix whether uh, the basis of Rabbi Meir is because Shino Enu Kona or because of Knas. No, of course, from the Machlok Shemir and the Chachamim about Avadim. Of course, Rabbi Meir holds Shino is Kona. Rav from the fact that Rav changes around Shitas Rabbi Meir and the Chachamim in the mission of Vitani, and he learns that Gazal Parav Yiskina Avadim Yiskinu. Mishalim Kshasak Zela Divra Meir. There are Meir holds both by Avadim and 
and by the para. You pay what it was worth at the time of the gazela, and not uh, to say harishal chalafanach with a weaker, older cow or uh, or or eved. The chamom ba'avadim harishal chalafanach, and they flip it that it's the chachamim that say that by avadim you could say harishal chalafanach. So vaden rameir shinu kona. That leaves little doubt that rameir holds that shinu is kona because bein bebehema bein ba'avadim you're kona with the shinui va'acha knasu de kakanasle. And obviously, therefore, if we're making you return the shearings and the babies and everything, that must be a special kanas. So that there's no doubt. When we have a shaila, what is Rabbi Merishita? Here's our suffix about Rabbi Merishita. Our shaila was only, do we make this kanas even if the whole thing was beshogeg? Or is it only, meaning let's say someone is kona the gzela from the gazlan and he doesn't know that it's stolen. And then it went through a shevach. So he was totally innocent. He had no idea that he was dealing with a stolen item. So even in a shoge case, do we make such a class that you got to return the gizos, you got to return the vlados, or is it only an amazed case? So Gemara's going to have two rayas to this as well. So first Tashma, we bring a raya that even though a uh, person's karkaos are meshuba to pay back his chovos, and even after you sell it to somebody else, the the uh, the balichov are able to collect it from the lekuchos. Chamisha govin minamucharorin. There are five types of chov that can only be collected from property that you still have in your possession. But if you've already sold that property, if it's nechasim meshubadim, then these five types of chovos cannot be collected from nechasim meshubadim. Ve'eluhein, and they are the following: number one, peiro. Number two, Shevach Peros. We'll see what those are soon. Number three, A person uh, has accepted upon himself to support the children of his wife from a previous uh, from a previous marriage. And the reason that that's considered, Rashi explains Masechus that that can only be collected from a Quran is because there's no there's no kitzvah. Anything that's ain't no kitzvah that has no set amount to it, you can't collect from the lukuchos because it's really unfair to the lukuchos. Lukuchos would normally do a cheshbon of how much does this guy owe to how many people and how risky is it to buy this property from him but if there's no way of assessing how much he's going to owe how much mizonos is going to be uh, needed for the for the children of his, uh, of his uh, for his wife's children from previous marriage so that, that we can't uh, demand that of the lukuchos number four v'get chov she'en ba'achrayas if you have a, a shtar chov but there's no achrayas nechasim in the shtar chov so then you don't have to pay from nechasim uh, shabadim there's no shibu nechasim and number five v'ksubasish she'en ba'achrayas if it's ksubasish that the Baal doesn't is not mishabed everything that he owns to uh, to, to pay back the the, the ksuba the the achronim discuss why I need to tell me why numbers four and five are two different items on the list after all isn't a ksuba sisha just a form of a shtar chov so normally it's with achrayis and in these cases when it's not with achrayis you don't pay back from the chasim shabadim okay for whatever reason they uh, they mention it as separate items but now the gemara explains the raya that we have machlokes rameir lecham seches ksubas by a shtar chov, where achrayus is not written into the shtar, do we assume that karkos are not meshubad to it, and you cannot take it from lekuchos, or do we assume, no, no one ever lends money without a shibu nechasim, and therefore, if they didn't put achrayus in the shtar, achrayus to'u soferhu, it must be that it was a scribal error, the person writing the shtar wasn't feeling well that day, and he forgot one of the obvious lines that you're supposed to put in the shtar, but of course, there's a shibu nechasim, and therefore it's going to be chal, whether it's in 
the star or not? So man who who's the author of the Bryson that we just quoted that said that if there's no Achrayis in the star, well then there's no Achrayis, then there's no Shibu Nechassim, that Achrayis is not Ta'u Sofer, that's Rabbi Meir. That's, and, and yet, the Katani, the Bryson, so the author of that Bryson, with the five exceptions where not, we don't collect from, from Mishubadim, is Rabbi Meir, the Katani, and it says in that Bryson, Peros and Shavach Peros, that Peros and Shavach Peros could be, only be collected from Bnei Chorin. Well, Shavach Peros Hechidami, what exactly does Shavach Peros mean? Oh, must be our case. Kigon you stole a field from someone, you sold it to somebody else, vihishbicha, and that lokeach improved the field. And, and now the Nigzal comes and wants the field back. And he takes it from the lokeach with the shevach, with the peros, so the gazlan has to pay back the lokeach, the entire loss that he had with the peros and with the shevach. So kshugova, when you collect that from the gazlan, gova esakeren minuchasim shvadim. The actual keren of the field that you had purchased, that you're allowed to collect, that value you collect from the Nechassim Shabbatim of the Gazlan. But whatever improvements this innocent Lokeach made in the field before he lost the field, and he needs to get reimbursed for that, that he can only collect from the Nechassim Shabbatim of the Gazlan, not from the Nechassim Shabbatim of the Gazlan. So now the Gemara brings home the Raya from the fact that the Lokeach is over the Shabbatim from the Gazlan at all, the Asabal Ara Vishakil Ara Vishavche, it must be that the Nigzal, who was the original Balakarka, had taken the field with the Shevach, that he was able to take everything. Otherwise, the, the, the Lokeach wouldn't need to be reimbursed for everything. So, my love, the Amarits, aren't we talking about a Lokeach who is an Amarits? And he had no idea whether Karka is an Exelus or an Exelus, whether there are Kenyanic Exelus or not. So, he thought, Bishogig, that Karka is an Exelus, and therefore the Gazlan already was Kona the Karka with the Yeush, and therefore he thought that it was a legitimate purchase. So, he was a Shogig. And nevertheless, you got to return the whole Shevach. So you see that this Kanas was made not only when you were a Gazlan Bemezid, but even if the whole thing was a Shogay, because you were an innocent Lokeach, that you thought it already belonged to the Gazlan, and nevertheless, we still make the Kanas that you got to return it with all the Shevach. So says Marami Lo, who said he was so innocent? Maybe he was a Lokeach Tamukacham, and he knew very well that Karkazain and Exelas, and that it still belongs to the Bailim. And uh, since the, uh, he was Mashbiach, the field Bemezid, knowing that it's not his, the Chum made a Kanas that he has to return all of the Shevach. Tosas asked the obvious question that if he knew that the Lokeach didn't really be, if the Lokeach knew that the Karka didn't really belong to the Mocher why is he Gova the Shevach from Bnei Chorin there's a Machlokas Amoraim uh, when you're Mocher Sadil Chavero and the guy realizes that it's not yours where the Lokeach gives the money what his intention is when he's paying for it is it Petoros Matana and you don't have to return it to him or is it Petoros Pikadon and you have to return the money to him but no one says you have to give the Shevach back to him meaning if this guy knew the whole, the whole assumption of the Gemara, the whole the question is he in Amaritz or Tamil Chacham? What does he know about stolen property? Does he think that it's that there's Kinyanic Zale or not Kinyanic? He, if he knew this was stolen property, what's he buying it for? Right? I mean, the halacha normally is when you know that there's stolen property, you don't get to, 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 to get reimbursed for the shavach. What are you buying stolen property for? So Tulsa says that it must be that in the whole sugya that we have in Masech Spa about stolen property and whether the, mat, the money is given as a matano or it's given as a pikadon is talking about where it's sold shalom ba'achrayus. But if it's sold ba'achrayus, then the money is not a matano or a pikadon. And... Uh, 
the, 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 is also going to be something that the, uh, that the, the Gazlan had taken upon himself. Okay, so says Mar Tashma, let's try to bring another Raya. As to whether Rabbi Meir holds that we make this knas even in a shogi case, that you only have to pay back the value of the wool and not the value of dyed wool. So only the value of the wool, but not the value of the wool with the extra shavach. But But if you hold that bishogig, we also make a knas. Rabbi Meir also makes a knas that you're not kona the shavach. This guy that dyed the wool the wrong color was doing that the show gig so uh, we should make a knas on him also that he should have to pay back the shevach as well so that's ultimately a raya that we only made the knas peshogig we didn't make such a knas bemezid so that was all within shitas from Meir but there were two other opinions in the b'risa about what happens if you steal a rachel and then your gozes it or a para and then it gives birth so uh, so the Rameir said you give it all back for Rebudomer they returned the as is, Rabbi Shimon Omer, you do some sort of financial assessment. So, my Benayu, what are Rabbi Yehud and Rabbi Shimon arguing about? They're arguing about the Shevach that's still on the Gzela. You stole an animal that was not pregnant, and then it became pregnant, or an animal that did not have any wool on it, and then it grew wool while it was by the Gazlan. And at the time that the Nigzal is Toveya, the Gazlan and Bezdin, it's still pregnant, or it's still laden with wool. So Rabbi Yudha Savar, Rabbi Yudha holds the Shevach of the pregnancy or the Tzemer is the Nigzal Havi. That belongs to the original owner and you return the animal as is with the wool, with the baby. You return it as is. Rabbi Shimon Savar, the Gazlan Havi. Rabbi Shimon says, no, it, it improved. In the, the, these, these are new things that happened while it was in the Rishos of the Gazlan. So you only have to pay what the animal was worth Bishas HaGazela and uh, not the additional value. Rav Papa Amar Dukuli Alma Shevach Shal Papa says, no, no. Of course, if it uh, grew wool or uh, grew a baby in the uh, in the rishus of the gazlan, so that belongs to the gazlan. Over here, they're arguing about the half, a third, or a quarter of the shevach. What do, what do we mean by that? Rabbi Yudha holds that whatever Shevach it gets in the uh, in the Rishus of the Gazlan all belongs to the Gazlan. Rabbi Shimon Savar the Mechsel Rishus Shalaviyah who the Shakel Gazlan. Then no, the Gazlan gets a percentage of the improvement. Um, whatever the Minigam Medina is for people who receive uh, other people's animals to improve them, meaning uh, they, they, it's a business, right? People sometimes take other people's animals and they say, "Oh, I'll make it pregnant. I'll make it produce offspring. I'll make it produce wool. I'll make all sorts of improvements." So whatever the Minigam Medina is of what you get, what percentage you get, that's what the Gazlan's going to get on the improvements. So uh, Tanan, the Gemara asks from our Mishnah on the sheet of Rav Papa. Our Mishnah said, Gazl, part of Inesabra etzlo, the Yolda, Rachel, the Nitana etzlo, Ugzaza, that if it became pregnant or laden with wool in the Rishos of the Gazlan, and then it gives birth, so Mishalim Kshasik Zela, you pay for the value of a part that's not pregnant, whatever it was worth at the time of the Gazela, and whatever Shevach of the Gizos and the Vlados, that the Gazlan gets to keep. 
but it sounds like only because yolda in because it already gave birth. But lo yolda hundred But if it had not yet given birth, you give it back as is fully pregnant, and the gazan doesn't get to keep any of the shevach. Well, bishon the ravzid damer shevach shal gavig zeh the nixal havi the rabbi yehuda hamani rabbi yehudahi. If you say like ravzid understood that according to shitas rabbi yehuda the shevach that's on the gzela belongs to the nixal, so then very well that mission goes like rabbi yehuda el rav papa. But where rav papa understands damer the gazan havi that everyone agrees that it belongs to the gazan. It's just a matter of all of it or only some of it. Hamani lo rabbi yehuda lo rabbi shimon. Well then, who holds none of it according to, to both of them? There's no chilek whether it was yolda or lo yolda because according to the shittas rabbi yehuda whether it's the shevach shal gabig zeila or the shevach shal al gabig zeila it all belongs to the gazlan and according to rabbi shimon some percentage of it belongs to the gazlan. So Amalach Rav Papa Rav Papa will say really our mission is following the shita of rabbi yehuda who adin afilu lo yolda and the same would be true even if it hadn't given birth nami kishas gazelu demishalim. You still pay back what it was worth, Kishas Akzela, and the Shevach of the, of the pregnancy belongs to the Gazlan. Vadiktani Yolda, I, why then did the Mishnah Dafka talk about a case of Yolda? Yeah, that's what it said. I did the Nasav Reisha, Yolda, so the Nasav Sefer, Nami Yolda. Since the Reisha that spoke about stealing a, a, a Parumu Uberes spoke about a case where it was Yolda, so the Sefer also speaks about a case where it was Yolda. Tidy Kavasi Drafpapa, and we have a Brysa. That supports Rav Papa's Shita that says Beferish that Rabbi Shimon Omer Rovan Osa Kilu Shumat Slobekesef Lemechza Lashlish Ulerevia that Rabbi Shimon's Shita is that you view it as as, as, as that that you uh, that the Gazan gets to keep some percentage of the Shevach Lemechza Lashlish Ulerevia whatever the Minik Hamakom is when it comes to uh, people who take other people's animals in order to improve those animals. Okay, Bezushem, tomorrow we'll pick up with Amar Ravashi that ten lines from the bottom of the page. Have a great day, everybody.